0: Welcome back to Quick Echo. It's me, Belle. I'm here with one of my close friends, Rocky Talatono. Um, for Hello. those of you don't, <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, for those of you who don't know Rocky, I've known him for just over just a little over a year now, but I've known of him for like ages, and we have so many mutual friends. It's so weird that we only just met a year ago. Um, yeah, but welcome to the show. How are you Thank
1: feeling?
0: Thank you for having me, Quacko. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little no bit I about do. yourself. Where is your
1: family from? Where are you from? And
0: yeah, what are your yeah? Origins? I'm
1: from yeah. I'm, I'm from Brisbane. I oh, actually, I live in Sydney. Born in uh, born in New Zealand. Grew up in Brisbane. Uh, Mom and dad both Samoan. Uh, Mom's actually Samoan, Fijian. She's from far out, I forgot the name. Salalisi Sa- Sa- and Salimua. Yeah. And my dad is from Somalimu, Subai, uh Samoa, and I was born in Auckland, New Zealand, and moved over to Brisbane when I was nine, and now I reside in Sydney.
0: I love that. Um, yeah. So, what do you do? For a living and what have you like let's just C V girl. We know it's long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. So I am an events coordinator slash creative director by trade. I um am currently freelancing slash trying to get back into the workforce in Sydney. I've only just moved back two months ago. Um and yeah, my background, I have worked a lot in the LGBTQIA plus sector. Uh, when I first moved to Sydney, I was, uh, I was working for Sydney City Council. I was one of the um, Pacific Islander interns where I did a lot of the Pacific Island Indigenous events and then moved on to Mardi Gras as a volunteer for the first year. And then I was the first Pacific Islander to be on the Mardi Gras books um in 2013 worked my way up into a full-time event coordinator position in 2016 and then i was basically running the parade from 2017 18 yeah 2017 18 19 yeah Yeah, it's long like i can, yeah i i've i've I've, I was also on the equality, equality, um, equality members for A.M.P. for equality. I was also on the Commonwealth equality team. Um, yeah, I've done lots. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm trying to get back into it now. I've been offered an opportunity, thankfully, with Money Grab Pride, which I'll announce sometime throughout the year. But yeah, uh, I've got um Lockdown's not going to stop
0: me. <laughs> no, nothing will. Yeah. Um, have you always wanted to be in the entertainment, or, oh, well, in the in those industries? Because, I mean, girl, you listed everything.
1: You know what's really funny? I actually, when I first came to Sydney, I actually came as, I actually was here as a singer uh, for a gig with, um, you know, an old mate of mine. And it was funny enough, I ended up staying and I got, signed with an agent i was able to um, just do some gigs within the entertainment industry uh, which opened up doors for me to be able to um, work in different sectors Um, but i think with the industries that i've been heavily involved with i've always some way somehow not only been um, within the industry but some way somehow tried to advocate and include LGBTQIA plus um, movements, whether that was being a part of committees or being a part of um, just trying to do better because I was the only brown person in the room, if that makes sense. I don't know. That's always been my push to wherever industry I am in. You'll notice, yeah, especially with the events industry here in Australia, you'll notice that um, there's Pacific Island community events and then there's actual events where you've got backing from um because when you're in the events industry you need backing whether that's working privately whether that's working on your own whether that's you need your own little black book of communications you've got to build that i don't know it's it's a hard industry to like talk about and not, not um i don't know it's how do I explain it? It's, yeah, it's a weird industry. Yeah.
0: I love that. Um, so let's pivot a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, no, wait.
1: Ex- wait, sorry. Wait.
0: You go, you go, you
1: go. Going oh, on from that question, because you just started an online, um, oh, not online, but you just started an events, um, queer County. How's it been for you trying to get into that industry? And Because it's very similar to what I do, right? So how has mm-hmm. it been for you? With Queer County, and which I must say, like, congrats, girl, because you've got Queer Coco, you've got Queer County, and you're, you're doing all these <laughs> t- things for the community. How has it been um, starting the events?
0: Um, so I changed the name to Planet Pink now because I was mm-hmm. just confusing with Queer Coco and Queer County, and I like the ring of Planet Pink. But um, it's been a challenge. But like, the main reason why I wanted to do it is um. After my birthday, I realized that I really liked um, organizing events. Um, And I had been doing events for my family. And I was just like, I'm good at this. Like, (laughs) I'm good at this. And I actually am really passionate about it. So I was like, I need to do something. And so this past almost a year now, I've been trying to get it up and running. But, you know, money talks. Um, But um, and then we've had the postponement of because of lockdown and everything, um, which has yeah. been challenging. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like, I don't have any funding or anything. So this is just, um, funded by myself and, yeah. um, with the help of my friends and people I've worked with before. Um, yeah. so that's See, and that would
1: be the hardest part is yeah. like you're coming straight off of the ground. And yeah. when I mean support, I actually really mean like whether it's your support that's around you or support you're getting from external yeah. um people it's you definitely need it even if yeah. it's just that that friend that's there for you when you yeah. need it the most because i've been in situations where like the planning is the for your event to be a success the planning has to be successful mm-hmm. and you can run an event and wish for the day to go ahead smooth sailing but if you haven't planned up to a t on the little things yeah you're gonna get big issues and it's gonna become so i a lot of people think it's easy but it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of work
0: it's not not your daughter's first birthday i'll tell you that but um (laughs) like what do they call it it's murphy's law anything that can go wrong will go wrong um
1: and oh, that's Rocky's yeah. door zero zero one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anything that could go wrong says I'm gone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I think anybody in events, it's it's bound to happen. Like you could sell out one hundred percent and still expect twelve percent dropout on the day. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it is what it is. it's, it's um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy um, side of shit to be on yeah
0: especially yeah with covid and how unpredictable it it is i mean it's it's a crazy industry to try and jump in right now but i'm crazy so i (laughs) yeah (laughs) um, but
1: you're also lucky like brisbane this time i would utilize it so hard to like just do what i can before you guys end up like me um, looking in the mirror and touching your bumhole in the mirror. <laughs> now, did that start on the second week or the third week? Since <laughs> so the first hour, the
0: first hour. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait, and I hope that you can get out because yeah. Main, the main reason I really wanted to postpone, um no one at me for this, but I, a lot of my girls couldn't make it from interstate, so um along with other like things. Like I was
1: telling but... you earlier, yeah, mm-hmm. I was telling, I was telling you, like I was telling Coco earlier for anyone who, yeah, you know, like when she announced that the event was postponed, I low-key was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause... laughs> because of course, Sydney couldn't make it and any of you guys know and my close friends know that I love dressing up. Like it's yeah. one, two, so and the theme was amazing. Is amazing because it's still going ahead. So I'm excited for when it does happen. Um, but just on a side note, just know like you're doing well. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. It's not it's not easy, but just know that you've got me, you've got all of us like
0: I uh, know, uh, yeah
1: whenever you need help or whenever you need advice like i know it's hard to like for me as well like ask people for anything yeah i hate it
0: it's yeah, yeah just I, know
1: that like it's girl everyone for their first radio please don't yeah don't, if you ever if anybody is planning an event or wanting to plan an event please reach out to those who like have done it before because it's it's don't have no shame like at the end of the yeah. day you Circle
0: should be there to support you, yeah, regardless, and want the best for you, yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you, though. Um,
0: I probably still won't, but (laughs) and that's fine, and that's fine.
1: I'm still gonna be sending you emails, like, hey girl.
0: yeah i love that um, but i mean yeah i have you i have shannon i have all the girls Selena, like we're so well connected and i don't utilize those connections to um the best of what i yeah if that makes sense um uh, but i but will. just know
1: that it's not it's <laughs> not like just know that they're always there for you like right? yeah. are always here for you. i think yeah. what people don't i think um like your listeners when they um when they hear like our group or like, I think Shannon, Trevor, myself, we're the three Brisbane um, grannies, I think. (laughs) We're the the gay grannies, I think. Not the Queensland queers. (laughs) Right, the Queensland queers with the Queensland grannies because I'm seeing all these young, amazing um, queer people, like Pacific Island queer people coming out of the, like, all these closets are just like yeah. opening up and I'm just, I'm loving seeing all these young queer Pacific Islander people come out and live their true authentic fantasies. And the way that we're going, the way that the world is is, is going and the world, like seeing that is just amazing. And yeah. I can't wait for for us older lot to throw more events like that and be a part of things that are gonna open the doors to young queer islanders because like I said to you on your birthday um like I wish there was something like this when I was younger. I wish there yeah. was a podcast like this when I was younger because when I was twenty sis like oh. just straight wanna be wanna be <laughs> straight big queer boy from Brisbane was out here Wait, you're queer? Not living his authentic, self. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't even get me started. Like, I've been literally having some queer um queer fantasies. It's it's, it's... since I thought I was one hundred percent gay, but then lately I've been like, Oh, am I? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean
1: But that's uh yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you um finger sexual now? <laughs>
1: No, I'm pot and pan. Um, So so whatever gets cooked in a pot and a pan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh
0: my Uh, gosh. Let's talk about your 20s. What was that like for you um, coming up um, as a young queer brown person?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 20s, man. So I'm 13 at the moment, plus one, I think. I don't even know my age. What is my age for? No, you're 32. Yeah, you're 32. I'm 32, sis. No. Wait, babe, am I 32? What year is it? 32. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um yeah 32 20s so you had Shannon on here last week and when I watched him I was like Whoa. like I had a cringe moment because I came off like I was this like bully right I mm-hmm. actually wasn't if we we're being honest I, I was so insecure in my early 20s um growing up it was, it's sad because growing up my parents, I had, I have the most amazing parents. And I remember one of my cousins telling me like, if you were ever to come out gay, you'd be so lucky because your parents wouldn't even care. Like that's how my family kind of knew my my parents. Like they were like the chilled laid back kind, but I was still caught up with the thought of being in love with a woman that I built so much animosity towards people and myself. And even at the time I had a, I had girlfriends, like I was hooking up with girls, I was doing the most and um, really trying to hide who I was. And like Shannon said, in his, if you haven't seen it last week, it was talking about how I was a hater in the club. I would call out to him and actually genuinely, at the time, in my mind, I genuinely was just like, ah, oh, I love this guy, he's, he's 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 so who he wants to be, and all this other stuff. But then it never lasted because of that shame in the club. Like, just, like, oh yeah, I see the most shame. I like, can't mm-hmm. I'm gay. Right. I know, such a, I, it, but that was the pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is, a lot of that was just projection. I was in such an insecure place that I found myself projecting my insecurities onto people and onto somebody who ultimately is now my, one of my best friends, like, at the time as well. I was actually friends with uh, one of our good girls, Trevor, but see, I only ever saw Trevor and Lee, who's one of our good girls as well. I used to see them randomly, so it was, it was always a good key, but with Shannon it was all the time at the clubs he was living in his authentic self and I was so jealous. And even like our girl, Jen. So Jen, they're <laughs> like this now. Yeah. But sis, what? the first time I met Jen in the club, she was 16. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Todd ID. Do you remember, back in, day,
1: do you remember <laughs> back in the day when like um, the dance scene, they used to have like A or B uh-huh. runway. Homeboys. So at that time, I was like, I was like a part of like the AOB homeboys culture of things. And she comes up to me, she's like, I know you. And I was like, Really? And she's like, You're a part of Runway. <laughs> I turned around. I turned around and I was so offended. <laughs> and I was like, I turned around and I was so offended. And I was like, Oh, no, no, I'm here with AOB. <laughs> <laughs> she went, Fuck, ah, ah to this day we still crack up about it because after that happened i was like this whenever i saw her whenever i seen Jen face i was like "Ugh, <laughs> get away from me and then um you know um you met lupe yes
0: yeah
1: so lupe she'd been one of my close mates for years and she kept telling jen no he's not gay he told me he's not gay Lupe for being loyal. Um and then when I finally came out, Lupe was like, Guess what? Rocky's gay. And Jim was like, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> but see, the thing is who gayed out, is like yeah. not the one. So yeah, I don't know. It was um the, my twenties my twenties took a lot of um a lot of finding myself and Moving to Sydney was probably the best thing I ever did in my whole life. Like, I moved here, came out after meeting my partner, met one of my good friends, his name's Jay, um, and one of my other good duties, Will, and they literally just took me out to all the gay clubs. And then I became really close with my mate Jay, and then this crew started and then, we were always out every weekend, and then I became a Sydney gay. Like, it was it was so, like, the way it, my 20s evolved, it went from projecting, projecting, in denial, and then, bang, and then I was out, and then, bang, didn't see any islanders out in the scene, and bang, took it upon myself to be that bitch. And mm-hmm. it was, it's a roller of a ride, but I'd have to say, It was the best. My 20s were basically me learning about myself and really loving myself for everything that I am, whether it was being a big, queer, fashionable Islander boy to um, anything that I put my hands on moving forward. I, I had this confidence about me because I actually was it a point where I could love myself,
0: like
1: mm. love myself to the point where I was accepting me? And yeah, it was it was my twenties were a roller coaster of freaking mind.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I can. I. I don't know if I came across when I interviewed Chen, but like, um. I didn't take it as you bullying, but like, even though it was mean, but like, I felt like I was. I did the same to people as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because it had been drilled into me, like don't hang out with other feminine boys. Like, um, I remember getting in trouble if I was like, just next to them or like, just, <laughs> just stuff yep. like that. So I can totally relate to that. Like, and, uh, and I was mean too. Like, no one will believe it now, but like,
1: <laughs> I was so mean. it's always, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, you're like, no one will believe it. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> just don't I'm look like, at my Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I've talked about having um toxic relationships with straight men. Um mm-hmm. and I've we've had conversations about this as well. Um can you share that with us? Is that something
1: <clears throat> you'd like to Yeah, of about? course. Um <laughs> 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 um my Wait, because main... was that the friend? Was that the friend? No. Yes. Oh, because <laughs> I kind of <laughs> straight friend chronicles. Um
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oy, not the tales of how Um <laughs> so oi, for real though. No, so I've I've had my fish, I think as a young queer Pacific Islander. Um because we're because we're conformed at such a young age to believe and do and not know any better. And then when you're growing up and as a Young Pacific Islander within those walls of how do you, what do you even call it? Like restrictions that you're surrounding. Mm. So, uh, um, it's you only know what you know in. As a young queer person, I only knew the random gay, older gay, random older gay, like my mom's random gay friend or an older cousin's random gay friend. I wasn't brought up around gay culture or anything like mm-hmm. that. So um you know, you you spend your your um younger years when you're in your teens, like waiting for your parents to go to sleep so you can watch um, Queer's folk on a Monday night at 10 p.m. Do you know what I mean? Like- <laughs> because you know that's the allegation with sex six scenes on it and you're only 14 and like you know what I mean like you wait up till everyone's asleep so you can like just stuff like that so you start to build the second life right like I that's my my thing I was building the second life of there was the Rocky that everyone knew then there's the gay Rocky like the, the Rocky that no one was allowed to know right it's, it, it, he's um, hiding and on the net looking at gay porn while while an hour later your sister's on there doing homework. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just stupid stuff like that. Which now seems funny, but at the time you could never be caught dead. Like I was even on chat groups like trying to figure out who I was talking to like a 50-year-old man in Melbourne and watching him rank on a this little 16 year old. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> and this is after going through that like, you know you go through that stuff and then you kind of get to a stage where you're just like you want to um, you want to experience you want to explore but I was so frigid right mm-hmm. so the closest thing I had to male companionship were my best friends <laughs> and, <laughs> so like you know you kind of like and it got me in such a bad like place with a lot of not a lot of people but just certain people that i would um um let myself share extra feelings with like so i had a best friend and he was there for me regardless of everything but i deep down it was like i knew he knew who, who that i was gay but i think In retrospect now looking back at it it's like maybe he just knew how to play me but he didn't actually know the real feelings like and that's something that i've had to deal with as well because like at the time you go through so many mixed feelings like when you're so close with somebody and you've allowed them to see you in a light that is so cringy normally and like you allow them into that space Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then you're in such a like man the highs are so high the lows are so low you then become you then project all these like and then they start thinking I'm not your fucking partner like you know what I mean like what what Mm -hmm. do you want from me like I can't pinpoint certain moments or times at the moment, but I remember just being in situations with my straight best friends because I allowed myself to project that onto them and made myself feel like that. And it's not their fault. Like mm. i think thinking back now, like one of your viewers, they probably know exactly how it's Like Butty knows, if Bati from New Zealand watches this, share a, share a, um, a mutual friend that, um Yeah, but like it's really funny like when they moved to New Zealand, uh, like when all this happened When the boiling part of it, like when I got to the point where See for young gay guys, if you're young, queer and you're going through this at the moment I can't even now going through it tell you any different or what to do any different Because everybody is different Mm -hmm. I'm just in my situation I had somebody who knew how to play My emotions and knew What they were doing And still allowed me to be And still allowed me to do it. And I think it was good Now thinking about it but at the time It's such a shit situation because then you Truly believe that these Guys are In it for you but realistically Like you can't Yeah everybody's different like everybody just has their own way of dealing with things and I don't know when it comes to straight boys that situation is not the one like Mm -hmm. and I've gone for a couple and it's so hard like because especially when it's somebody that you're so close to the next step is naturally to be physical and that kind of thing and it's but as young queer people, we've got to understand as well that we're going to have to go through those trials and tribulations and there's always going to be somebody that's going to accept and want you for who you are and sometimes projecting those feelings into other people and expecting it to go the way you think it's going to go will not always pan up the right way. If that makes sense, am I rambling on? I'm rambling no, no, on. You, make, you,
0: you make complete sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, no, like, what. Well, what was it like for you like i know you've gone through a similar situation but like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna oh no it's fine no it's fine it's a shit situation like what was it like for you like you it's do you know that feeling i'm talking about like you. oh yeah it's a it's you open up to these people that you've it could be a fraction of time it could be two months yeah compared to somebody that you've known for two years. And for some mm-hmm. reason you're like, here, look at my pool hole. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, it's
0: yeah. Me, I know
1: what
0: you mean. Situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh girl. So when I was going through it, um,
1: yeah.
0: it was so random because at that time, at that up until that point, I never had any really close, close straight male friends. Um, yeah. And so this was a shock to me, to my whole system, and to my family as well, because I brought someone home, um, as a friend um, of course. And then It was a were... male.
1: <laughs> Everyone's like all...
0: <laughs> <laughs> And they were just like, okay, something's wrong. Um yeah. it was so hard. And like the way you just put it, like it's kind of it's kind of been a bit of a um what do you call it? what does Oprah call it? Uh Aha moment? Where I've just been like, maybe it wasn't, because they know how to play you. They know how to make you upset because there were times when we'd argue and um, I'm not argumentative or anything, but like we were arguing, like a couple would argue and it would be in front of like my family, but we would be texting. You know how couples do, like couples do that. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be texting and like arguing while there are other people in the room, but no one else knows and then
1: Wait, but, so see, even during that time though when you had arguments with him like that was there always one person that knew though within no, your little no one like, knew was there, really? no, no one, one knew
0: Um, no one knew and I'm an oversharer but that I'd never shared yeah. with anyone until yeah. recently Um, <laughs> but yeah and I'd storm Ooh. off in a rage like being mad yeah. and no one would know and then he would follow not like Closely after me, and he'd be like, Come back, come back to the room. Like, and then I'm like,
1: No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I know. I get it. I get it. And it's so like, when you're in that situation, the shit thing is, is that you're so invested in them yeah. that, like, you embarrass yourself without even knowing it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just that love situation. Like, it's that love situation where you're just, like... When you've got a sibling and you've seen them, like, in love with are it's yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> it's like...
0: And my family saw me like that. Like, <laughs> while he was living with us.
1: Yeah. Sissy. So but do, do you think... What would have helped you at that time, do you think? I'm
0: Going sharing through it.
1: That, sharing it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm, I'm the know. same. I wish I had... At that time i wish i had queer best friends or i mm-hmm. wish i had people within the group around me that understood that mm-hmm. because i felt so alone yeah. i honestly did like i felt like i'm so stupid i'm in love with my best friend i'm not even gay in my mind like no. you know what i mean like in, yeah do yeah, yeah. you know like you're you're in denial and then you're doing all this other stuff and then sissy it got to the point where it was just like it got to the point where it was like the cuddles were expected the night hugs were expected like those kind of things and then it's just like what the fuck are we and then you're still struggling with your internal yeah it was it's a fuckery of a situation but to anybody that listens to your podcast if there's anything that I could take back from that situation is definitely what you said share have Mm -hmm. friends that you can share with you're not alone when you feel like that it's it's only natural because the one person that you've given your undivided attention to for such a for such a limited or whatever time it has been, of course you uh, naturally you you start to feel a sense of ownership over that person because they know more about you than other people, mm-hmm. and you and you think that because they know that you you, you are now this yeah, you know, it's not yeah that mm-hmm. that respect that you
0: that you expect from others as uh... Girl, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he it's... played me like I was a clown for that man.
1: Wait, <laughs> yeah. and I get it. And now they're out here fuck ways with their Timberlane kids and Still trying to get with the girls. Oh, no! Um... <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. Don't expose...
0: <laughs> So how did you eventually come out of that situation?
1: Um. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm giggling because it's just like, out of my whole... As sad as this is, out of my whole, uh, um, out of my whole life of dating and everything else, I I think that was probably my one and only true big breakup. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even with the guy. Mm-hmm. And how sad! Is it? Like it's just um. <sighs> this is come on. This is, Anyone watching, if you know who this is, please don't, 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 um yeah, don't message this person anything. It's just, is what it was. When I was making the move to Sydney, they came and stayed the night at my house, and we had already gone through some really bad, turmoil stuff because he had lied about this girl that he was seeing, lied to me. Like, why would you lie to me about a girl mm-hmm. that you're seeing? All this other stuff and. I think it was a little bit of a reason why I left as well. Was because I was so hurt by him, mm-hmm. so <laughs> like, you know, just the opportunity to come to Sydney came, and when I told him I might not be coming back, he came and spent the night with me, and it was a good goodbye, you know, like we spoke and, and spoke a lot of in depth stuff, but um, it was more scratching on the sexuality stuff, and then. Mm. The next day I left and I never heard or saw from him until I would hear from him randomly on story replies. But it would be like, once every blue moon, like, and it would only have to do with my family. Because he was so close to the family. Like, he was spending months at my house at the time, so he knew my family in and out. The last time I heard from him was my dad's passing mm, and he yeah. sent me this long as message which is really nice i didn't reply i just i received it thank you um <laughs> but i don't know i think that's a that's something that i will need to go back and revisit mm. when my brain can actually like take it i think what people don't understand in this day and age as well is having just time to yourself Like you don't always have to reply to everybody and expect to reply everybody even though i'm one of those types that wish people would reply quicker or or need a reply by the end of the day but i think what i'm gradually starting to understand is that some people even if it's just even if it's just one little text for some people that's just like a lot like just Mm -hmm. can't let those things um I don't know, affect us anymore. Like, I think we're just in such a a day and age that it's information overload. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're on our phones. Yes, we're on technology. But sometimes you just don't have the energy to actually have that one conversation with somebody. Like, and Mm -hmm. that's all right. I think we have to make... I think we have to, like, um, uh, normalize, like, that it's okay to not reply if you if you can't that day, if you've got mm-hmm. shit going wrong yep. I think we have to normalize just letting people have their own time and space to deal with it so I think if, with this situation it's something that I definitely want to go back and speak to them about when we're in a better place but mm. I think it's, if he was to turn around and call me oh yeah, I would pick up the phone and be yeah. okay with doing? but I think when it comes to messaging it takes a lot for me personally to like sit down, word something that I'm happy with so it doesn't come off anyway other than how I can do that. Yeah and
0: exactly.
1: I think we should normalize that. I don't think we should um, be annoyed if a friend doesn't to us straight mm-hmm. away so people have their days and
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially when you haven't heard some, from someone for years, don't fucking expect that shit back in a week or two like some no. people have to really sit down and gradually put their thoughts together and I don't know. So, yeah.
0: I mean, and that was only second. That was far from your priorities at the time as well. So yeah, yeah. Expecting something, but like not saying he did expect anything back, but expecting something. Oh, it was
1: nice. It was yeah. There were just some things in there that even I was like, like it was a lot. Like there was one part of the conversation that said, you know, when I um when you get the time to come to New Zealand, um, come stay with me. And then brackets as friends, and then like just, just stuff like that. And then I'm like, okay, okay, we're gonna we're gonna come back to this because yeah. um, yeah, like your ass sitting here telling a an, an engaged man of eight years that yeah. I'm gonna come to you just as friends, like shut your ass, like okay. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> I know, right? I know as friends. I was like, okay, well, at least that was
0: more validation for you as to <laughs> not. Yeah, I was though, just but...
1: like, <laughs> I was just like, bro, your ass must be sitting there thinking I want to sleep with your ass. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, do you know what I mean? But mm. it was kind of like at the same time, I was like, I mean, if that's what you're thinking, all right, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can make an issue
0: or a non-issue, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Not as friends.
1: Right.
0: Uh, yeah. You you got over that situation and um we know now you're in a beautiful, loving, healthy relationship with your fiance yes. Randy. Um, yes. h- how did you have to do some healing before you got to that point? Because I can't imagine being in such a toxic non-relationship um, and then going, or did you, were there people in between or like, how did you get to that point?
1: Oh sis, when me and, when me and the best situation ended, I honestly was like, I'm taking it to the grave with me, no one's gonna know. Then when I moved to Sydney, I met Randy, and my whole life just changed. Like it was just like, it was intense. It was my first ever male um, experience where I was like giving my whole self as this new person in Sydney who I was coming to terms with accepting. And then Just the visibility that Randy gave me, like he, it wasn't even like the, being in a relationship with him, it was the way that he made me feel. And I felt visible, I felt heard, I felt loved, I felt enough to be like, okay, you're my new person. And Mm. even though you're my first male anything, I'm gonna give it my 100%. And in doing that, I, I fell deep in love and, I was able to accept more of myself and him and came out probably two years after we started mm. dating. <clears throat> and then came out to my family, came out to my friends. He basically was the one that like gave me the strength to be able to um, come out and accept myself as well. Even though I was on a journey, it wasn't mm. until he gave me that, that visibility like the fact that i had somebody who loved me so much and saw me and allowed me to express myself in what i wore and you know because i've seen some like i don't know i've i've had friends who've been in situations where they think they found the one and then being in the queer colorful community not everyone's the same and they're just they're similar to me, but they're loud and love fashion, and those kind of things, but they also love drag, and their partner couldn't accept that feminine oh. side to them, even though they were a part of the LGBT. Well, I'm very lucky my partner's never stopped me from expressing myself. And I think when you find the one you just know, and yeah, it's um, I don't know, I can't explain that. There's me and randy's situation we're too jealous to be in an open relationship (laughs) so do you know what i mean so like i know open relationships work for a lot of our community and and that's fine no no
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: don't have any judgment on anyone's relationships because i believe that you know what you want and Mm -hmm. i think when me and my partner were just so i'm traditional but not I'm traditional when it comes to relationships he's very, very non-traditional with two total different queers on the spectrum <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm outgoing he's introverted he loves gaming i love socializing and i don't know when you know you've found somebody that just makes me you, you just know and, mm-hmm. um, and it's true what they say like a relationship you're not gonna always be 100 happy because you're not the same as the person that you're dating. Mm-hmm. So of course there are going to be ups and downs, things that you agree with, things that you don't agree with, but you have to um, just be really honest and if you're going to give up the part of yourself to be a person, you have to accept it and mm-hmm. not walk in with the expectation that you can not, not, not meet them halfway and still make things work because it will never work. You mm-hmm. always have to meet your person halfway and Girl, if you end up with somebody that just allows you to be, uh, that um, that allows you to be, and you 100% don't have to give them anything, then, mm. like, you're a selfish bitch. And good <laughs> on you. But... Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I think just being realistic and knowing my relationship is that we've both had to, we've both had to um, not give up parts of ourselves, but actually, like, look at things in different s- lenses when it comes to us. Like, bef- in my mind growing up, gaming gaming for fucking six to eight hours during a lockdown, my parents would never, my parents <laughs> would be like, get the fuck up, go do the, go, go. sorry for the swearing. No, it's go fine, and do the, you can swear. Go do this, do, do that. But I think with um, with us, we're just so masangi with each other, we're masangi with our movements. I'm blessed that I wake up to a clean house every day and then I have to maintain and, and I cook and he cleans up after me. Like we just know each other to a team that mm-hmm. And yeah. I
0: don't
1: know, I encourage everyone to like if you ever date, like date with open eyes rather than Rather than just what works for me, because sometimes you'll be on a date with a guy that's taking all of you, and mm. you don't even realize that some of the things that you're doing is not for everyone. And then yeah. when you realize those things, it's too late, and they've already married, you know, Sam from down the road. What's the man?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful to see your relationship uh, because we don't have that representation. Um, we talk about that a lot and, um, like no shade to open relationships. Obviously that works for people, hetero relationships, when it comes to open relationships, people are not as open-minded. So it's so cool to see your relationship where it's between two men and we're often seen as, um, you know, um, sexual deviants because we're gay. And like a lot of those stigmas are attached to being gay. And so I, I really love seeing, um, Relationships like yours. No, I totally I love get it. To see
1: it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. What, um, you know, being queer and Islander yourself, like, how has it been for you on this journey? Because I know that you're you're still on the journey of like finding who Bella is, right? And mm-hmm. like, congrats to you for moving into your own place in the last year and <laughs> having that. Because a lot of queer people actually need that moment to actually oh, move yeah. up. Like, else to i've always been an advocate for anybody moving up by themselves or with a housemate because you really don't know who you are until you've spent that time by yourself and um how's it been for you being newly single independent and how's it been for you like managing that side of things like uh, meeting guys or dating guys or just hooking up in general in this gay culture how's it been for
0: I mean, so this is not, not the first time I moved out, but it's the um, first time I moved out by myself. Um, yeah. So I've moved out so many times. Uh, but it's saying that you're right, because um, when it comes to specifically someone, I don't know about the other islands. Um, when you are the gay kid in your family, um, there's no expectation for you to have a desire for a family and so they Mm -hmm. expect you to be the one to stay home and um go see or look after your parents um which I will do I like it's not something that um that's not heavy on my heart but like um you're right it's important to kind of branch out and do those things I told my parents I was like give me a year like give me a year and I let me see what I can do in that year because I have things that I want to achieve in that time Uh, but with the dating thing like you know I thought I thought I was going to have all the dick in the world and like I was (laughs) going to move out I was going to do my thing and like hook up all the time but honestly I just love being alone and um, I love when my friends come over um, Mm -hmm. and spend the night and do things Um, but I have been like a bit active but like it hasn't been a priority for me because she's yeah. still got two hands at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> Any <Anyway>, me, girl. <laughs> she's still got two hands and two minutes. <laughs> <many hands. laughs> no, I totally get it. No, I um No, I just I hope that you that you finally get time to you know, date and 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 have some time to do that stuff. So So you brought
0: Randy home and um, he met everyone. What was that like? Did you have to say that you were gay? Like, was that a thing? Or did you just bring him home and you're like, mom and
1: dad, family, this is Randy. Oh, um, (laughs) oh, Randy coming home. Um, So my dad, my mom and my sisters, I had come up to my mom and sisters before Randy came to meet them in Brisbane the Mm. day that i brought randy home i flew home two days before the day that randy came home an hour before going to pick up pick him up for his flight i told my dad Mm. that i was gay (laughs) and he was like shocked. no Mm. he was more just like taken aback that I did it so casually Mm -hmm. and then it was awkward then he walked off Mm
0: -hmm. and then I
1: went and picked up Randy, came, introduced him then a couple of hours later my dad came up to me in the kitchen and was just like oh I said to my dad in the kitchen are we alright? And then he just said I just don't want you to um, I don't want you to live the life of fear of judgment of man like I don't want you to live that life and I was just like, dad, when am I ever cared about anybody's thoughts or like, I'm happy, I'm fine. And he just hugged me and he just, he hugged me and he said he loved me and that was it. Mm. Yeah, like coming up to my mom, that was a crack up because um, I had told my little sister, my little sister told my other sister, but while my sister was telling my sister in the room, when they were in the house outside, my mom was hanging the washing. And so she heard everything. And so my mom <laughs> calls me and she's like, Ron, is it, oh, cause my parents call me Ron. And they're like, is it true? And I said, what? And she was like, I heard the news. And I was like, what news are you talking about? And she goes, are you gay? And I was like, no, <laughs> what are you on about? No. She- I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then she told me what happened. And then I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I <yeah." laughs> am. And then, and then she was like, quiet. And then she goes, couldn't you be gay when you were younger? Like, why, why do you have to be gay now? Don't you want kids? And I said, mom, it's not like that. I was like, born like this. Do you not? Are you really going to deny that I was not feminine when I was younger? And she was just like quiet and then yeah i don't know i think when me and my mom it was so because i'm so used to my mom calling me ho and bitch and (laughs) everything just out of a our relationship we just have fun with that shit but then um i think that was the only moment she was ever like worried about me Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like worried Mm -hmm. in my adult life but then yeah it was all fine i i think the hardest part was when my sister Gave herself one hundred percent to the Lord and mm-hmm. spoke with me, and you know, I, I, luckily with my youth leader experience in my church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't on your CV, yeah. sis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I um see the thing is I totally understand the the face mm. say the face thing when it came to um my sister because as young pacific islanders we all grew up in the church it's natural for all of us to grow up within the church but i was heavily involved like i was the youth leader i was doing the youth practice singing practice all of that stuff and Mm -hmm. but i always knew deep down and when you're young queer pacific islander and all these things going on you do everything that you can to suppress it and Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think to anybody who may be going through that now, like it's okay to like it's okay to like wanna know yourself better if you have to step out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Especially for your own mental health. I think sometimes yes, God I'm I believe I believe in God. I believe I'm I'm a queer God-fearing Christian, um, you can still have your faith and yes, the, the, um, we can go on and on about the pros and the cons and what's in the book and what's not in the book and all these other things, but I think if you truly show love the way that Christ showed love to yourself, you will understand that everyone deserves love regardless mm-hmm. when they are a part of the rainbow flag, the trans flag. The Samoan flag, the Australian flag, the whatever flag you're a part of, wherever, whoever you are, we all we all deserve the same love that God has given each and every one of us. Always been my, and my parents instilled that in me from a very young age. Oh, uh,
0: something you did, um that I don't think you know um, really impacted me this year, and um, so I I I, t- I attended your dad's um, family service. Um, as we know, he passed away. Um yeah and you did your morning mile and um in the church and you mentioned out loud that you were gay yeah uh, and um i don't know uh, i just i was so i i, I it took me oh a the children is for
1: gagging girl I, I, was clutch, <laughs> I was
0: clutching my pearls but then when as you said it all the um the um the women next to me and like all the women that i could see they were like all the like old-time women they were like nodding and (laughs) i was just like i just yeah i couldn't yeah it 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 made such an impact on me and i couldn't imagine doing that um and yeah i was so proud of you for doing that um even though it's you know i know you don't Mm -hmm. care but but yeah it made such an impact on me and um yeah, because church is such a touchy subject for me <laughs> no, of course. um so did you have any advice for any young queer brown um young people um who may be struggling with their identity or um just trying to be themselves
1: Good. um i i would love to just say and honestly it sounds so cliche <clears throat> it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. It literally does get better. Um, whatever you might be going through, it gets better. I've been through the lowest of lows because of because of the insecurities and the projections and the fear and the judgment. And honestly, it's it becomes nothing in the long run. Like find a group, find a friend. Find a random to chat to, whatever you need to do. Um, don't be afraid, like girl, just because you're talking to James from Canada who's 75 and you're telling him your gay problems, like find out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
1: I don't know, sometimes it's just it's really good to just talk and just find the, find whoever it may be that you need to talk to at that time. And also, just reach out. Like you've got people like Queer Coco. You've got honestly, online like I say Ella. that all the time.
0: DM us. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm happy to reply. Like yeah, yeah.
1: you've got like easy. all these mothers and fathers of ballroom within the Australian community. Mm-hmm. You've got these um, leaders in ballroom and queer community in New Zealand. Um, they're everywhere, and trust me, there's an ally for you. There's an ally somewhere there. Like. Never lose hope. And if you're, yeah, if if you're in a place where you feel like it's just not worth it, like, trust me, it's worth it. Mm. Like, message me and come party at Mahdi Yeah, Trust me, it's worth it.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to say, thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, I really appreciate appreciate your time. obviously we've been wanting to do this for ages and um this has been locked down for eight weeks so this is a perfect
1: time (laughs) no thank you for having me and i could have not have been happier with a bit of time like i'm in lockdown i've got so much time and if anybody if any one of your followers or listeners wants to reach out they can reach out to me on insta rocky underscore 9489 I'm an open book. If there's anything I've talked about that that you can relate to, or you want some just somebody to talk to, come through. Like, Period. yeah, come through. And I'm just so excited for this platform. Thank you, thank you, Coco. thank you, thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it.